Welcome. When you've tried everything and nothing works with your kids, it might be time to wonder if it can be more than a normal tantruming kid you're having trouble dealing with and that your kid might need a diagnosis. I know that might sound scary for some of you. Don't freak out just yet. Welcome to Parenting the Intensity, where we'll talk all about how we can drop the general parenting advice that doesn't work with our emotionally intense kids anyway, and let go of the unrealistic expectations society puts on us as parents. Together, we'll find solutions and ideas that work for you and your kids. Chances are, deep down, you know what they need, but you need a little encouragement to keep going on harder days and permission to do things differently and help you fully trust that you already are a wonderful parent to your exceptional but challenging kids. Your kids might be needing more than just another parenting technique, another approach. Because you're a good parent. Yes, you are. Even if you don't feel like it or don't believe it right now. You are. Because you're here. I know. <laughs> you would not be here if you weren't. And let's be honest, bad parents, it's not really a thing. Anyway, that's another conversation. But you've read all the things and tried them all. So it's not because you're not doing the right thing. So maybe there's something more going on. And maybe you're scared of that possibility. And that's completely normal. So let's take the bull by the horns. Is that an expression in English? I don't know. <laughs> and look at it clearly. What does it mean to get a diagnosis? And what happens if your kid gets one or not? There's that possibility too, that even if you have an assessment, your kids might not get one. And often when we push the diagnosis out, it's because we're afraid to get the answer. We're afraid that um, what we think might be true. But that's a bit like anxiety. Not knowing in general is better than knowing. Than, no, sorry. <laughs> knowing is better than not knowing. I worked for a few years in a program where there was like, it was in a readaptation, pediatric readaptation center. And there was two sub-programs. One with parents of kids with a very specific diagnosis um, that were, there was like three levels and at two years old, they were told exactly what their kids would look like at five, 10, 12, their entire life. And for some of them, that meant their kids would never walk, never talk, never eat by themselves. Um, yeah, so... For some, it was a very, very, um, a very bad diagnosis, let's be honest. Like, it's not a good pronostic. But it was a very clear 
diagnosis. The other half of that program were kids with developmental delays. For most of them, they didn't add a diagnosis, and for some that did, it was a rare disease, for the most part, or was ex-premies, like premies, very, very like early premies, uh, kids that were born between like weeks 24 and 32, um, that had like impacts from being premature. Doesn't mean every preemie does, but those that were in that program did. And in all those cases, even those with the diagnosis, because it was rare disease, um, they didn't add a clear idea of what their kid will look like at six months, uh, in a year, in two years, let alone 10 years. That was a complete, like there was no way of knowing. And what I witnessed, and that was surprising to me at first, was that those people with kids that were, for the most part, working, talking, and eating, um, were experiencing that with much more trouble. They were having a lot of um, frustration, uh, sadness, depression, uh, much more than most. And of course, it's most, it's not everyone, but most of the parents in the other program that were that basically add like objectively worse diagnosis for their kids, but they add clear answers. And that's what I noticed that the clear answer, even though it was not a good answer, <laughs> was still easier to deal with. And that's most likely because of grief. Because when you have the answer, when you know what you're expecting, you can grieve. You can grieve what will not be. When you don't know, you have no clue, you're wondering, then you cannot grieve. Or you can way more early grieve. So yes, getting a diagnosis might mean what you think is happening when your kids is true. And it might be permanent and it might not let you and you might be a parent of a different kid forever. But once you know that, you can grieve the normal parent or the normal kids that you won't have, you won't be. You might not know exactly what your kids is going to be able to do in 10 years because, because some diagnosis, I would say most diagnosis of kids, like emotionally intense kids, it won't be really clear cut diagnosis. And I'll talk about that. You might get one now and another one in a few years, but still getting a diagnosis can be helpful for that. It's not magic, though, and I'm going to address that too. And I'm not saying you need to get a diagnosis for your kids. You're the only one who knows. But in general, even if it's scary, knowing is better than not knowing. And the reason why, it's because it's bringing clarity um, to what's happening. But yeah, it does make things permanent and more real which is scary. But the thing, the one thing that I've always remember, like our parents remember when they were getting diagnoses, and I sit with many a parent while they were receiving different kind of diagnoses for their kids, it's that a diagnosis doesn't change the kid. It put words on what's happening. That's it. 
the kids is not going to change because it gets a diagnosis. Like they're, they're not changing. They're just getting a label. Yeah. That's I'm gonna eye drafts because labels can be a problem. But what we are getting is information about what's potentially going on with the kids. Because diagnoses are not perfect, which I'm going to touch on. But that's the number one thing to focus on if you're considering a diagnosis, is that diagnoses don't change kids. Diagnoses give some new information and answers. The kids is the kid. It won't become more permanent because you get a diagnosis. If it's permanent, it's going to be permanent anyway. So is it necessary to get a diagnosis? No, it's not. You can always choose not to. For many reasons, in most most occasions, most situations, it's more helpful than not. But it always depends where you live. It depends the services you can get. It depends the the level of stigma that can come with some diagnosis to where you are. Because yes, diagnosis can have very negative labels and have misleading labels. Um, Lots of things. um, And one of like, you can have some diagnosis that can be seen as something which is very different in the reality. And uh, autism is one of those examples. Parents, like the social vision of autism is something that is very, very far from the reality of autism. Um, And ADHD is something that has a completely, I would say, opposite effect. Like when you get a ADHD is almost like anybody that moves as ADHD in those days. And it seemed like it's not important. It's not impactful. Most places don't give services with to kids with ADHD or parents of kids with ADHD. Uh, I, I'm taking school and, and public services. Um, but it can have a very, very important impact. Just uh, like if you look up uh, the numbers of people with undiagnosed or diagnosed ADHD in the um, prisons, it's horrible. Like it, the, the number is far higher than the general population. So there is a problem somewhere. Um, so yes, those labels comes with negative vision, comes one with people that will disbelieve that your kids has that because they don't see it as what it really is. So you definitely need to weigh in uh, the pros and cons. So that you all, you're, I want to say you're the only one who knows in your reality, in your social, like where you live, if the negative label, uh, negativity of the labels is higher than the positive impact. But sometimes we just don't know that because before we experience it, we don't really know what negative is associated with the label, with the diagnosis. So there's no perfect answer. I'm, and that's why I'm never going to tell you, you just go to get a diagnosis. It's necessary because it's re- it really depends. Um, but in general, is it helpful? I would say often. Often is helpful. One, because in most places, having a diagnosis will give you access to some services that you won't have access to if you don't have a diagnosis. 
which is an entire problem in on itself um, that I'm not going to dive into today. But uh, yeah, in most places that will have an impact on the kind of service you can have access to. Um, I'm sorry if you hear my daughter playing in the background. <laughs> um, it will also help reframe expectations. When we have a child that we don't know what's going on with, we expect that child to develop in a normal, quote unquote, because normal is not a thing, um, really, but in a normal way, in a way that doctors and developmental specialists will tell you a child is supposed to develop, it's doing some specific things at specific ages. But when we have a diagnosis, we can adapt those expectations. And often with emotionally intense kids, they might seem their, like their age, but their emotional state might be a different age than what they really are for a different reason. And so reframing that will have a, a very useful for us, at least as parents, and we can explain to others around us more easily also when we have a diagnosis. Um, it, it can also help us what to look for, what to, what kind of resource, what tools. Um, when you know that you have a kid with ADHD, you can look up ADHD. It's much easier. Will everything about ADHD fit? What, like your reality, your kid? No most probably it won't because there is no one solution but it gives you some um some like it reduces what you're gonna look for what you're gonna research because there's so many information out there about parenting like you cannot look them all it's just not possible so it might help you narrow down your research um so that's another helpful aspect. Like, and if you're here, I'm guessing you're researching things for your kids. So having that um, line and focus on what to search for, what you can look up is helpful. Um, I would say it's also usually validating for us as parents and can help shed a lot of the guilt that we have around not parenting our kids the right way. Um, with big quotes like we feel we're not doing the right thing we feel like we're failing but then we get a diagnosis and that can be very freeing for parents and for the kids themselves depends the age of course they might not get it but knowing that you're not the problem you are you're different and that's why you're experiencing life differently than what you quote unquote should be um so yeah, that that's I I would say that might be the biggest positive impact of a diagnosis is relieving some of the guilt and adapting like reframing the expectation for the kids, which is kind of the same thing. So it validates that we're not bad parents. Like I can say that all day, but it won't change how you feel about that. The diagnosis might it's also helpful to explain to others, as I touched a little bit, like when we have a diagnosis, we can explain and people sadly trust us more than when we just talk about our experience. 
because having that diagnosis gives like backs us up especially schools but even just family members or friends it's not like it's not using the diagnosis as an excuse it's using it as an explanation for what's happening and for why some things don't work with our kids so that might be helpful to get diagnosis is it would it be better if people would just trust us as parents? Yeah, it would. <laughs> it definitely would. But it's not the case, sadly. So sometimes that, that's helpful. Um, so yeah, so I would say like those are the positive of a diagnosis service. Um, looking for the right information and reframing expectation, validating us and explaining to others. Because really the most important part of it all really is helping us and our kids understand what's happening. I'm always talking about detective work and diagnosis is a big part of the answer as in our detective work because it really helps narrow down where we can look for answers. The other thing though is if we get a diagnosis or at least if we get an, an assessment, then what happens? First, you might not get a diagnosis from an assessment, or you might get a completely different diagnosis than what you were expecting. That did happen for one of my child. We were go going in for something and we got something else completely. It made sense when we did, but doesn't mean I was expecting it. So there's that aspect. And the other thing is that, and I'm, I should have prefaced it, but you might be waiting for diagnosis right now or an assessment right now. You might not have access to it for a different reason. You might think your kids need one, but your doctors don't want to refer you. Uh, you might have a long wait list where you live, or you might need to go to private, but it's too pricey. Like there's many reasons that you might not be able to get a diagnosis. And um, that can be very hard. It doesn't mean you cannot find answers. Um, the detective work I'm talking about can totally be done even if you don't have a diagnosis. You can still find the answers. You can decide by yourself um, that your kids might have this or that and use those techniques even if the kids don't have a diagnosis. And yes, you might not be able to get the services and understanding of people around you, but you as a parent can say, I think my kids has that. I will use tools with that in mind, I and mean, if it works, it works. We don't care if the kid has a diagnosis or not. So uh, that's also a big caveat that if you cannot get a diagnosis for any reasons, doesn't mean you're stuck. But then if you get an assessment, you might not get the diagnosis you were expecting or not get a diagnosis at all. Um, and will the diagnosis solve what's going on with your kids? No. No, the diagnosis is, is just a tool, it's just helpful, but it's not a solution in itself. It might give you access to some services or programs. Will those be exactly what you need and an answer to your kids? I hope so. It's not always the case. Um, and I want to stretch again that you're the one who knows best. And if those programs and services don't fit your needs or your kids' needs, you're okay. It's okay to say no. Um, is there, if there's long wait list, 
I always encourage to try and stay on those wait lists, even if you don't need them now, <laughs> you might need them later. So if you can just stay on the list so you don't close the door completely, just check if you can postpone the service because we never know things change with kids. Shocker, I know. Um, so yeah, you might get some answers, you can admit no solution, it might help to alleviate everything and things will go good and well and and I'm really happy if that's happening to you but it's often not the case it's often just a step it's the first step it's not or not the first probably but it's a step in the process it's not an answer it's not a solution in itself um, and sometimes like it even if you think you know what's going on and you're like putting the brake on getting a diagnosis and then you get it will that mean you stop not wanting that to happen no that's called denial and it's just part of the grieving process you might not be ready to jump right in and learn all the things about what your kid has and some parents will and it's also their mechanism but some parents will break and wait and not be able to confront that for a little while and and it's okay um it can take a little bit before you're able to do that um as long as it's not negatively impacting your child I mean, it's, there's no harm in that. I had parents in denial of the diagnosis of their kids for basically forever. And and that's okay. As long as like they're doing everything that their kids need, even if they don't believe the pronostics, it's okay. Like the kids just need parents that love them for who they are and supported for who they are. So yeah, so that that's like y you... You might still be in denial for a while and give yourself that 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 permission. You're grieving. Um, and sometimes you'll get the diagnosis and it won't fit. So again, that happened to us. I got one and I was like, yeah, it does explain some of what's happening, but really not all. And then we got another one a few months later and that one made sense and that one explained like everything since birth, basically. Um, but you might never get there. And I have still some kids with diagnosis that I'm like, yeah, it works, but I think there's something else. And as I said, I'm not going back and having them evaluate at all again. I I know, I know it's not quite right, and I know what might what it might be that I didn't get a diagnosis, and I'm just using those tools because it works. Um, you don't absolutely need a diagnosis to use those tools. Will it mean that you won't get some services? Yes, probably. But you, as a parent, can still use the tools related to a diagnosis that you don't have for your kids. There's no harm in that. I'm so glad you joined me today and took that time out of your intense life to focus on finding a new way to parent that works for you and your kids. To get the episodes as soon as they drop, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a rating and review so other parents can find it too. Also, check out all the free resources on my website at familymoments.ca so you can take action on what's the most important for you right now. And take a deep breath, keep going, We're all in this together.